Hi, this is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother Eric and my boyfriend Jesse. Say hi, guys. How's it going on? <laughs> I was trying not to cough. <laughs> um, and uh, today we are having what we're going to call a leftovers type of episode where we kind of just decided, or maybe a potluck episode <laughs> where we're just bringing whatever I we like want to. Yes, yes. This all, is, I guess this is a personal Those guys must issue. be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, with my sister's giant ass margarita, I mean, that's... That I, is, I'm going to say it's a normal did you story. Did you steal that from a restaurant is what I want to know. I bought, you know what? It, that's almost the same size as the Mama Margie's ones, but no, I bought this at HEB. You intentionally <laughs> went to go buy that. Yeah, I was just like, girl, just, just do the whole experience. <laughs> anyways, um, thanks for tuning in. Um, let's just get our normal spill out of the way. You can uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Podbean, and then uh, there's one that I saw today, uh, I think it was Podcast Republic, I think somebody just like downloaded our entire episode list, <laughs> and I'm like, alright guys, happy listening, I hope you like it, <laughs> um, and you can send in your stories or uh, email us to letschatparanormal at gmail.com. And I didn't tell you, we did get an email this week. Um, Ooh. It was a, a little bit of a person she was sharing. She's from San Antonio. Okay. And she was sharing, um, I guess, basically a UFO that <gasps> that was seen. And Ooh. she did send photos. And I'll, I'll show them to you. I didn't ask her permission to, to share everything online yet. Um, but basically, it seems like this area that they're in is kind of, Almost like a, not, I wouldn't say a hotbed, but see, they've seen hot some bed. stuff. Wait, what kind of term is that? I, I thought you were going to say hot spot. Hot <laughs> well, technically, they're called flaps. What? Yeah, that's the technical term uh, for ufologists. Oh, really? The, these areas are called flaps. Oofologists? Okay. Like oof. <laughs> yeah, you got to oh, okay. enunciate the yeah. oof. Just reminds me of that meme, like where he's like, like oof. Anyway. Well, it's like when you're reading Rumps and they accidentally step backwards oh, and hit you in the face. You just, yeah. oof. It's just comes with the job, man. <laughs> anyway, so she was saying, uh, she showed me that uh, there's people on the next door app in her neighborhood that also saw it too. Ooh, yeah, so nice. I was just like, wow, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Man, oh, I want to go out there now. I know, that's that's what I said too. I was all like, well, now I need to go over there. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely send in your stories and photos and give us permission if you'd like us to share them with you. If you uh, see or with a our listeners. Crazy lady with the abduct me sign. <laughs> <laughs> that is just me. <laughs> I'm that lady from Independence Day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> on top of the building when they're partying. That's me. The stripper? No, the one where she's like, hi. I thought it was the stripper. Yeah, she's a stripper. Oh, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's oh. like with uh, Vivica Fox, right? Oh, I just yeah. remember she was really excited to get abducted. <laughs> just fucking take me, guys. <laughs> Anyways. And and the aliens were like, oof, no. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. My sister, what's that meme where it was like, oh, so y'all chose to abduct me. Why? <laughs> Interesting choice. Bring it right down. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. 
they are like, and this is margarita. Yeah, I brought margaritas. <laughs> this is chips and salsa. What is that ugly creature with you? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a puppy. <laughs> oh, thank God you went that way. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's like, wow, I've never heard y'all talk about Sal this way. <laughs> I was like, no, don't do it on the podcast. <laughs> don't do it here. No, we're talking about her ugly dog. <laughs> okay, thank I God. I my little pup. No, <laughs> no, my baby's a sweet baby cherub angel. Um, like, <laughs> you're all, who are you talking about? It's so hard to distinguish who you're... <laughs> The dog is sad. <laughs> well, I, right away I was thinking, uh, what, what's the three-headed dog from Cerebus. hell? Yeah, like I think you might mix those words up. <laughs> Anywho's. All right. Um, I do not have any creepy updates. Do you, Jesus? Um, I wouldn't say so much of a creepy update as in kind of like a weird fucking dream. Okay. Ooh, okay. Well, tell me all right. this weird dream. So, um... <laughs> Uh, I was uh, going to freak her out, right? Witches and toes is no. Not I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, <laughs> <You're> tiger. <laughs> um, so I was in. I had fallen asleep uh, after they leave. Of course, I always try to catch like an extra thirty minutes to like maybe forty of extra sleep. So she took off, and uh, I kind of like opened my eyes, looked around, and uh, to my left where she sleeps, or sorry, to my right. Um, the treadmill was there, so it had that like shape of the treadmill. Okay. So I'm like looking at it. I'm like, okay, treadmill, treadmill, and then I'm like, I go back to sleep. Did you say treadmill twice? Yeah, I was like, okay, because I looked at it, I was like, treadmill, treadmill. Okay, yeah, that's the truth. Because I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? Like, I didn't want to like put on my glasses and open my eyes anymore. But I was like, okay, yeah. treadmill. So I close my eyes and I'm like, all right, <clears throat> back to bed. And I'm like going in to like a deep sleep, and I'm like. Wait, I was like, I took the treadmill to Jen's mom's house. Oh shit! And like, I literally briefly like opened my eyes to see, and like, I kid you not, like, I got it like a quick glimpse of like a skull face with a cowboy hat. What the hell? Yeah, but like, not like a regular skull face, like yeah. a kind of like a rotting face oh shit and okay. when i did like the double take to open my eyes like it kind of just looked like a blur yeah. like kind of like uh i don't know how to explain it like where your your vision kind of goes like when looking at the sun okay okay and i looked around and i was like okay i was like i just saw the shadow move <laughs> i was like and i can clearly see uh the light coming from the the dub- double doors and i was all yeah, like yeah yeah all right, so where did that treadmill shape go? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, all right, well, I guess I better go shower. Huh. So that's on my side of the bed, huh? That I always go to sleep alone in. Huh? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, my sister just looks stressed but, already. <laughs> but lately, Sal has been telling me about a school cowboy also. What the what? fuck are you talking about? So I put the Woody hat on the ske- the giant skeleton, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been pointing at the wall and going, Woody skeleton. Oh, shit. And I was like, no, uh, Spider-Man skeleton. And he's all, no, Woody skeleton. And he's like literally pointing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so like- shit. <laughs> but he finds it hilarious. He starts laughing, though. <laughs> So this is why we this is why we need YouTube because my sister's face is really just not. 
It's nuts. <laughs> it's because he was doing something similar yesterday where he kept pointing at the wall mm-hmm. saying something skeleton and I didn't know what he was saying. Oh. And like I just didn't connect it because you know he's always fucking talking about skeletons now. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, we have a bunch of fucking skeletons around the house. There's oh, like yeah. nothing yeah. but skulls. So you when you're like the skull, we're like the skull kitchen appliance, the skull living room decor. The skull waffle maker. Yeah, like what be more specific. But yeah, I was trying to explain to him, like, yeah, it's it's a a, a skull cowboy. And he's all, yeah. Like, he just, he's all, yeah, of course, I know that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, let's not talk, tell your mom about this one. <laughs> okay, well, are you ready to get even more freaked out? I guess. Okay, so this just happened right before I got over here. This is why I was kind of running, like, a little late, right? So I'm getting everything ready. My phone is in the, the room charging. And mind you. This is around the time that we start laying Logan down to sleep and we give him a little bit of time, like privacy to play with himself or not play with himself (laughs) like that, but play by himself Mm -hmm. and in the room. So I'm not paying much mind about this, right? Because this is a normal thing, right? And I hear him in the room just playing and talking as a normal kid does. Yeah. Right. So I'm getting everything together to come over here and then he starts frantically crying. Like, just freaking out. Like, this is, is like, one of those times when you know your kid is really, really scared. Mm-hmm. Right? So, <clears throat> we're trying to calm him down. We go get him some milk. We give him his little gummy of, of melatonin to, to get him to bed and stuff. And he's still freaking out. And we're trying to figure out, well, what happened? What happened? And he says, Mama, you scared me. And I was like, we, we both look at each other. And she's trying to calm him down, right? She's doing the parent thing. She's like... What do you mean, silly? I wasn't even in the room. What do you mean I was scaring you? I was scaring you. And he was like, Mama, you scare me. You have scary face. You scare me. Oh, no. Right? So I I start asking him questions. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Why, why did Mama scare you? Why, where was Mama? And he says, Mama, you were in the closet. Oh, no. And you were looking at me. And then you make an ugly face and you scare me. And mind you, like I said, we are already getting him ready for bed. I And I know Eva close those doors and sure enough of course this could have been him also right but then it couldn't have or the possibility of it not being him is still there too but the door is slightly open and i am a hundred percent sure that she closed it again i don't know if he opened it but it was open Mm -hmm. so now he's seeing images of his mother in the closet making scary faces of at him that is, like, I keep getting shivers when you say that. Like, I don't, oh my God. And and like I said, I heard him in the room talking and playing and stuff. Uh, I can't remember if I want to say, like, he was talking to somebody, mm-hmm. but he was in there talking and playing. So I, I who knows? <laughs> I fucking hate that. And he was, oh my God. I mean, he was almost like inconsolable. He was freaking out. Just he was adamant about the fact that, like, you scared me, Mama. You scared me. That, Why you scared me? Uh, you. That was a wasted opportunity. If Sal ever did that, I'd be like, your ugly face is scaring <laughs> Sal and everybody in this house. <laughs> I, I would have been in trouble, but it would have been worth. It would have been worth it. it yes. That's awesome. Well, maybe that that broke the ice for my sister a little bit. <laughs> I'm just going to have trouble going to sleep now. Again, I'm going to end up just grabbing Poppy and taking him to bed with me. Meanwhile, he turns around and he's like, skeleton cowboy. 
<laughs> no, he, he looks up and night night skeleton cowboy. Yeah. And then because <laughs> I'm telling you, like those are the boots that I put on the skeleton and the, the cowboy hat, and he fucking loves it. He's all like fucking skeleton cowboy. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Right. <laughs> this is the way the episode is going. Yeah, I'm I'm freaked out already. <laughs> In this potluck episode. <laughs> My sister was so proud of that name, too. I don't know. It's, it's a, a potluck episode. <laughs> More like, look at me being creative. <laughs> Anyways. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Alrighty. So, who is going first? Oh, I believe that's uh, that's me. And yeah. did, okay, so did we explain what, what this potluck uh episode is gonna consist of we didn't say like what topics we were covering we're just bringing our personal interests to the table basically okay perfect all right raw dogging the episode (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm taking it as the the stories that i'm interested in but are too like there's not enough information to like create a whole ass episode oh yeah i like it i like it that that's what i decided to i i try to grab like the weirdest kind of that wouldn't fit into any genre that we would have oh yeah kind of because mine is very particular it's it it's just on the borderline of so much weird shit (laughs) that you can't really put a a finger on it you know yeah 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 well i have an urban legend that i've been waiting to cover with y'all for so long because it's really good all right it's really good all right well um let me start it off by saying uh we're gonna we're gonna go back to 1930 Oh, okay. To a Chihuahua bridal uh, store. A bridal store? Yeah, but not like for Chihuahuas. Like, it's (laughs) Chihuahua, Mexico is the place. I would have wanted to visit that store. A Chihuahua bridal? Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) this is not what we're talking about. This is Chihuahua, Mexico. And uh, we're going to visit a store that um, is a bridal shop. Like I said, it's called La Popular. And this establishment was owned by a lady called Pascualita Esparza. Mm-hmm. Pascualita Esparza basically provided all the young, young donning uh, females with wedding dresses on their, you know, most specialist of days out there. Um, always with the latest fashion, kind of like a mom and pop shop. So everybody knew about her, her husband, her daughter, and Pascualita had one of the most aspiring things to see her daughter marry off as well. So, lo and behold, the day finally came when the daughter was going to be married. So, of course, she got the latest fashion that was coming through at the time. Yeah, of course. And she donned it. You know, everybody was nervous, jittery. Well, the unfortunate thing of this was her daughter was actually bitten. Now, the story changes from time to time. Some say it was a black widow. Some say it was a scorpion, which are all, uh, you know, part of the the ecosystem out there. Right. And right. being where they were, they weren't able to get her medical help. So she passed away oh. before oh. being able to be married. Wait, so yeah. did she die in her dress? Yeah. Oh. So everybody knew about the tragedy. You know, the mom and dad kind of mourned for a little bit. It was closed down, which was to be expected. Nobody seemed it anything out of the ordinary. What the town did seem a little bit out of the ordinary is that a few weeks after that occurrence, 
the Esparza family had actually put their latest mannequin with uh, a display of the newest boutique fashionware for wedding dresses. And everybody I am familiar with this one. Was like, wow, this mannequin is just so beautiful and like yeah. amazingly, you know, detailed. So of course, you know, it's time kept going on, and the mannequin kept, you know, putting out more fashion shows for the people as they passed by the windows. Everybody grew more and more suspicious that this mannequin really looks has a stark resemblance to the daughter that passed away. So of course, the whispering and the rumors started that could that be the daughter? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. an actual human there? <laughs> And of course, uh, as soon as it became the talk of the town, a lot of people started saying, well, when I was in the store for a couple minutes, I could have sworn he had one arm up, one arm down. Yeah. And now yeah. it's in a completely, you know, different pose. Some uh, patrons even noted that the eyes were following him across the store completely, always yeah. peering at them, not in a malicious way, but just kind of glancing <coughs> at him. Of course. Parents asked all the time. They they they, they kind of just go, no, that's you know, that's our mannequin. Um, yeah, yeah. Some people have actually been <laughs> up close to it and can see the creases on the fingers. Yes, yes. Uh, the delicate little hairs on the eyebrows. Yeah. You know, the eyelashes. All yeah, the... I've even heard that like the the texture of the skin. Yeah, even yeah. Looks or or like the texture of the mannequin looks like real skin and stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean it 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 looks flawless. There's pictures up on the net for you guys if you yeah. want to kind of jump yeah. in there. So. A lot of people never knew the actual name of the daughter, so they just called her Pascualita as like a, a tiny Pascuala, which was Pascuala Esparza. Of course, as time went by, the place changed hands a couple of times, and the own, new owners, same thing, kept it a secret. And they never undressed the mannequin in full view, always behind curtains. Right. And there was only one actual person that worked there that spoke up. Her name was Sonia, and she said yes. She used to be in charge of dressing the mannequin three times a day. Oh, shit. And she could say that, yes, she's seen a lot more of the mannequin than anybody else. <laughs> and she firmly believes it's a person. Okay. Damn. Because she's even noticed varicose veins in the, in the thighs. Oh, and shit. other similarities to it that kind of makes her feel like, yes, this is a human. <laughs> So it's highly believed that this is a very high, or I guess like a very well embalming technique, which is kind of like, you know, I don't believe it. It's just not possible. Um, yeah. That and if they're posing her and whatnot. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, some people say that it's like encased, which would still be weird. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. One of the weird uh, side stories to this is that it's actually said that a French magician was involved with this mannequin at one point. And uh, huh. yeah, so previous to this, this uh, French magician, before the tale was told of the Pascualita, he fell in love with the mannequin by looking at it. He was just oh, amazed wow. by like, the, you know, wow, this is a good looking mannequin. You know, Jesus. let's cue the 80s mannequin movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and being so enamored by it, he would break into the store essentially and cast spells and uh, grimoires and stuff like that to bring it to life. Oh, and shit. So okay. A few months into it actually being successful and bringing the mannequin to life. Oh, shit. And a few accounts 
<laughs> not not anything solid. People say yes, they do recall the French magician and this lovely lady painting the town red at night Damn in the it. Chihuahua, uh, you know, nightlife experience. So Shit, I gotta go find that fucking spell. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I was like, wow. So okay, I, I didn't think it would it would go that deep. So whether it is, you know, someone's dead daughter yeah. that they uh, can't let go. Which would still be weird because, you know, the parents long moved on and sold the store, but the mannequin stays there. Yeah, I can't imagine a, a parent leaving behind a, their, if it was their daughter's body. But what if, like, she can talk and she told him she wants to be there? Then I guess we'd have to die there. Like, <laughs> oh, I guess we're going to fucking run this bridal gown place until we die. Wow, she's a little... <laughs> I'm just to coming from the mom's point of view. Yeah, so uh, what do you guys think about that one? I like that one. I am I am familiar with that one, and I I love that one. I'd, I've actually heard of that one too, but I I don't even remember where I heard it from, to be honest. But yeah, I like that one. Okay, <clears throat> I think I am next. Okay, oh, so all right, what do you got for me? I, I'm doing. <laughs> I just wait. I just love the fact that like I have a small piece of paper <laughs> with very small notes on it, it's, and Jen's it's, on, it's like, written on a like a, a, a bill. Mail note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the back of a bill. And Jen's on like, let me uh, scroll through my laptop really quickly. Man, you know, I I need I need one of those fucking cupboards like from Indian in the cupboard. I'm just gonna be sticking sex dolls in there and shit. <laughs> oh and just... That's gonna be a big cupboard. So. <laughs> whatever it takes whatever it takes i'm doing two sh uh, short stories the first one is about goatman's bridge and the second is the spanish governor's palace is that awesome. the same as the dogman bridge or <laughs> no relation i was gonna say i don't know if there's a dogman bridge okay um i'd like to just say first off i got this information from a blog called we didn't do it <laughs> Yeah, and the post was from October eighteenth, twenty thirteen. So actually, I think the is it going to be the day this is released? Hold on. Uh, oh no, no! Wait, this is going to be released like on the fifteenth. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's going to be a year. Exactly. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. You would have been really proud about yeah, that, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Cue the Michael Myers music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my voice is getting scratchier, like, as we progress. All right. So, if you were to drive about five hours north of San Antonio through Interstate 35, you'd make your way to Lantana, Texas, a small upscale community that only had 6,874 residents in 2010. There you would come upon a bridge called Old Alton Bridge, or also known as Goatman's Bridge. Old Alton Bridge was built in 1884 and used to be a very heavily used bridge between Denton on Copper Canyon, or between Denton and Copper Canyon, until 2001, when a new concrete and steel bridge was constructed to allow for more than just one lane of traffic. Um, so, like Old Alton Bridge used to, like you used to have to honk on one side to let the other <laughs> side know, like, "Hey, I'm going." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> I don't think that would work in this time period <laughs> no, at all. Not. 
Um, so now the bridge and surrounding area is used by nature enthusiasts and photographers. If you look up the Google reviews for this place, there are actually lots of scenic photos taken in the area. So why are we talking about this bridge? Why are we talking about this bridge? <laughs> Let's get back to its nickname, Goatman's Bridge. There's a story <laughs> to this place that I'd like to oh, okay. preface. There's no known factual basis to prove its authenticity. <laughs> You're just trying to hook up your girl. I see you. <laughs> but nonetheless, the legend lives on of Goatman's Bridge. So in the 1930s was a prosperous African-American entrepreneur by the name of Oscar Washburn. He and his family lived by and raised their goats near Old Alton Bridge. The family sold high-quality meat, milk, cheeses, and hides. One day, Mr. Washburn hung a directional sign on Old Alton Bridge that said, This way to the goat man. Something that's typical for a business owner. Local members of the Ku Klux Klan took offense to this and began to plot the demise of the, ghost, the goat man. One night, a mob of clansmen went out and found Mr. Washburn, drug him to the bridge, put him in a noose, and threw him over the edge of the bridge. The group of clansmen then went down to the bottom of the bridge to confirm the death of the goatman, and instead found an empty noose. The clansmen, unable to find their victim, then went on to the Washburn's family home and set it on fire, hoping that if Mr. Washburn did survive, he would attempt to save his family. But that did not happen. His family perished in the fire, and now it is said his angry and vengeful spirit haunts the bridge where he met his demise. Some say that the goat man's wife also haunts the bridge, looking for her murdered children. There is another story that adds an interesting twist, though. Okay, alright. So, the tale of Jack Kendall, who lived in a time before the bridge was built. In the 1860s, a Creole uh, slave goat herder named Jack Kendall was murdered by cowboys who lynched him. As, God damn! Yeah, just... I know. It's it's the time period. <laughs> yeah, that's all, looking... I can, that's all I can say. It's, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very nice time in America. Yeah. So, as you two had mentioned in the previous episode about hangings, uh, and them being more of a mathematical science to just get it right. Mm-hmm. This man was at the hands of people that did not understand that, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. T- tell me tell me the fuck up. Please tell me the fuck up. Yeah, so Mr. Kendall was lynched but then decapitated. Yep. So the body though fell down and animated by voodoo raised itself up, ripped the head off of a nearby goat, and planted it on its own neck. And Damn, yeah. that is fucking rock and roll. I'm sorry, but that is rock and roll. So people claim to sometimes... Yeah, beat that, Baggins. Oh my God. <laughs> people claim to sometimes see the figure of a man with a goat's head at the bridge. Wow, that one's cool. I like that, that one scary. too. So uh, people say that if you go to the bridge at night and knock on it three times, or turn off your car and honk three times, you are summoning the goat man. After you knock or honk, the stench of rotting flesh will permeate the air, and in the dark you will see two red glowing eyes staring at you, snarls filling the distance between he and the woods, and you on his bridge. Now to this day, people claim to hear hoofbeats on the bridge, splashing in the creek below, maniacal laughter, and growling coming from the woods. 
Damn. Yeah, so. Was was this toe inspired by my goat man? What? <laughs> huh? No, he's all like, you can have a free baby goat. <laughs> <laughs> what? One of Jesse's patients offered us a free baby goat. And that I is was, dope as fuck. I was very, very tempted. <laughs> like, I almost cried because I knew I couldn't take it. Wait, he's like, you, hey, he's like, before you go, he's like, do you want a baby goat? I was like, oh, I'm not looking. He's like, no, no, I'm asking, do you want a baby goat and i was like oh okay and i was like no i don't have the space he's like well we can just kill it and chop it up right now he's like if you want to like just take it in parts and i was like no i was like i think if we do my girlfriend might want to keep it as like a pet and he's like well you can have a pet one and then want to eat (laughs) (laughs) and i was like uh yeah i was like i don't know about this one no then he's like uh well he's like if if you're busy right now because of work he's like just come on by when you're off and i was like all right i'll I'll consider it. <laughs> I, was like, I don't think she'll let me eat any of the baby goats. No, I won't. I, um, but I do want to say, uh, I so I like to watch YouTube videos of people investigating places mm-hmm. that we talk about, and I watched a BuzzFeed Unsolved, which I'm normally not a fan of them, to be honest. But really, you're not. Yeah, I, I kind of I like Shane. I'm a I'm a Shaniac. Is is that the one that's always scared? No, that's he, the skeptic. Oh, okay. He's I don't, the skeptic. I like the one that's always scared. <laughs> but because I see myself in him, so I relate to him. Yeah. And, okay. I see that. And so uh, they were like there on the bridge, and and Shane. He's like, "This is my bridge. Yeah. We're gonna tell stories about me." <laughs> and so, like the other guy, he's all like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> No, see, I, 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 so again, I, I call it entertainment, right? It's entertainment. Uh, they do some good research, though. I will say that it's very short, concise. It's good research, but Shane is just fucking hilarious. Because there's one where he's doing like a, a investigation where supposedly the devil or something is supposed to be, and like he fucking walks in and he goes, "Hey, devil, it's your boy uh, Shane," and it's just fucking hilarious the way he just, it, it just kind of nonchalantly just clearly fucking... he doesn't believe in it <laughs> yeah. i think baggins should take a couple of notes from these guys <laughs> no because he seems more aggressive than baggins <laughs> no he doesn't he's way more sarcastic yeah he about just to say, does not believe it yeah i was about to say he sounds more sarcastic like he's all come on <laughs> or baggins is like i'll fight you right now in your family <laughs> that's what he was doing though oh, i'll powerbomb you goat man <laughs> Anyways, I I think that's a very interesting story, and if we ever do make our way up there, I would love to go visit. Oh yeah, yeah. If there's if there's one other thing that is as equally awesome as goth girls, it's country girls. So, you know, there's a such thing as in Texas country goth girls. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, the alternative. I just I had a vision of a goth girl with like the black fishnet stockings and black cowboy boots. That just Right. Did it for me. Okay. Sorry. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> There's um Jim was looking at Amazon for uh, one of those light up signs that says, you know, uh, running out of time whenever we start going on tantrums, it just starts flashing above us. So you can just point at it. This is how long you have left. <laughs> A countdown clock, yeah. that's what you need. <laughs> Right. She's just gonna give us zero minutes or zero yeah. seconds. So ten just, seconds, wrap it up. She's, oh, yeah, she's, it's just gonna say all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
I know. I, I like how Leah and Bethany both uh, recognize that I'm always just like, right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's my attempt on getting a And by uh, Leah and Bethany, you guys are referring oh, to... Uh, from the Paranormal Buddhas. They, uh, they interviewed us... Uh, when Sunday. Is it? Sun- what's today? Today Monday. is Monday. Wait, so we talked to them yesterday? Yeah, yes. we talked to them yesterday. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, no, we talked to them Saturday. Okay. Sorry, I was Saturday. Gonna say, I feel like we had a day in between. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. And okay. that was fun. I really do hope we can uh, get everybody together down here in San Antonio and drink and... Lots of margaritas. Yeah, well, have some fun. Rent a margarita machine. <laughs> Get drunk with me, guys. We we will go running on Donkey Lady Bridge barefooted, ladies. I'll I'll turn on some sprinklers in the front yard. (laughs) Y'all understand the reference when y'all listen to the episode. Yeah, they'll just be like, Why'd you guys run a margarita machine? We drink beer. And Jen's like, Just got her face underneath it. This is for me. No, we see the juice. (laughs) All right. Um, okay, so this next one is going to be much shorter, um, but this is one that I've known since, like, elementary. It's just a motorcycle down oh, the street. Yeah. okay, okay. One oh. of our down-the-street down neighbors has one of those tiny motorbikes, so they're, like, always riding it. Tiny motorbikes. It's tiny. Yeah, it's it's a big dude on a, on a tiny bike. It's like a puppy-sized motorbike. I how he gets enjoyment out of it, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. Anyways, oh man, All right, we so have things stranger than paranormal stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's like if you sat on a toddler, toddler toilet to take a poop <laughs> out of fun. I'm just like this. That does not look fun at all. Like only your butthole fits on the yeah, toilet. It's, that's how he looks when he's sitting. I was like. How is it? Oh, no, I was like, all right. I'm whatever. not questioning this. Yeah, I, I passed by him earlier and I could see like his buddies laughing at him. And I'm just like, whatever. But the dude loves it. His face, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is the best, the best purchase he's of my life. His best <laughs> yeah. life. Leave the man alone. Hey, I, I am. I, I do. Yeah. You know what? Rudy gave Papi a, what, what is it? Like a mini truck yeah. that is actually like you can drive. Oh, like, shit. It doesn't okay. Have a remote control we should just bring that and get drunk <laughs> oh my god i have the fucking land speeder the star wars land speeder we can I, I will, fucking do yeah, go-kart, like i will go. ride it to the store and purchase beer <laughs> and then just come back oh shit that is awesome uh, anyways just adding to the south side <laughs> Hell, there's a tiny, there's a tiny motorcycle man out there. Okay, <laughs> me riding in a motorized vehicle to get an alcoholic beverage is the least of our worries out here. Okay, anyways. Sorry, um, guys. See, that's where we should have had that yeah, the little clock, the tangent clock. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, so I got the following information from GhostCitiesTours.com, which is actually a San Antonio ghost tour group here. Which, yeah, 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 I'm familiar with them. Yeah. yeah, I would actually really love to be able to go on one of their any ghost tour. To be honest, you know which one I'm really interested in going to is uh, Haunted Fredericksburg. I, I want to go to one of theirs. Have that that's heard, really cool. Fredericksburg is creepy as fuck. Laverne yeah. is creepy as fuck. Um, okay, so I I want to say this right, Fredericksburg, beautiful during the day. Love Fredericksburg, but at night. It has a strange fucking nightlife. 
It like did I tell you that I uh me and Eva got invited to dance by a gay confederately dressed uh cowboy out there. So, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, no, it's a it's a thing out here. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds fun. So I've actually been out there like at two, three in the morning, uh-huh. where like there's no ambient like residual ambient light out there. It's just yeah. dark headlights, neon signs, and wind. Oh, and like yeah, yeah. you literally, I kid you not. And dog man. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. Come oh, on. Oh, I'm don't sorry. Ruining <laughs> I'm it. sorry. I'm just playing with the condensation from my Yeah, so um, I I've pulled over plenty of times to kind of like get my bearings and where I'm going to head out to because yeah. you know it's it's dark. And you literally can sit in the middle of like the city, I mean the town and you're like fucking vampire is just going to pop out of nowhere. For sure. I know it. Like, I haven't seen Vampire Hunter in a while, but we'll yeah, talk about it's him like later. Dust, from dust to dawn, like straight out of the scene from there. <laughs> yeah, Either that yeah. or like a fucking werewolf just going to pop out of somewhere. And I'm just like, oh. I was like, this is it. This is how oh, it yeah. I, I, I Well, aside from all the spooky stuff, I have a very fun, you know, spot in my heart for Fredericksburg. On the way over there, clear skies. No light pollution so you could see the sky and you can see the aliens up there and stuff i love it i love it it's it's beautiful legal aliens yeah (laughs) (laughs) wait what are you talking about et oh okay anyways okay so ernestrejo gotcha (laughs) anyways okay so i'm gonna get back to this so we're bringing it back to san antonio all right uh so we're gonna be talking about the spanish spanish governor's palace so originally constructed in 1749 the spanish governor's palace was made on the orders of king philip v of spain after the french slowly started making their way south in texas the building was first meant to be a presidio to guard and defend the five local missions nearby After 1773, in the courtyard behind the main building, people began to be sentenced to death, and they would be hung on a tree back there. Yeah. um, Oh, shit. I think my my kids have taken, like, pictures, like, summer pictures back there, so they probably... (laughs) And, well, I don't know, so they don't, they said they don't know if it's true either, but it's said that there's, like, markings on the tree from, like, how, like... I guess the ropes created grooves in the branches from where they hung, but I haven't been there since I was in elementary, and of course I wasn't looking for that shit. (laughs) What kind of elementary little kid would I be if I'd be, like, looking for the fucking... The kind that would start a paranormal podcast. Yeah, on an unrelated note, that is true, because in Laredo, there used to be a thing where, like, again, we're going back to goats. Oh, my God. So, they circa which is, like, goat... And they ha- they hang them like to kind of like bleed them out and like skin them. Right, right. And the rope does leave indentions because they would literally like hang them on that tree that yeah. I was familiar with, and they would yeah. gut them and all that stuff. And hmm. we would play on that tree, you know. We would climb it and whatever, and you could feel <laughs> the groove of the rope. That's from how so we long. got better grip. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. We would Anywho. use that rope also to like pull ourselves up. No. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to our story. So the palace then began to change hands, sometimes falling into disrepair and neglect, but eventually restored after the city of San Antonio purchased the property. Since 1931, the Spanish governor's palace has served as a museum of Spanish colonial history. It was recognized as a Texas historic landmark in 1962 
and then recognized as a National Historic Landmark in 1970. And I'm just going to say I like glossed over a huge amount of history just because <laughs> like it really doesn't have to do with any of the hauntings or anything. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so now on to the ghosts. So people as far back to the early 1900s have claimed to see Native American people standing outside of the walls and also seeing translucent figures of Spanish colonials. Um, and then back to the tree in the back, people now claim to sometimes see the figures of these people that were hung there uh, to still see their bodies just like dancing in the breeze. Oh, no. Yeah, that's just... No. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. That's, that's no good. I know. Imagine having to like work there and then like catching a glimpse of that. Oh, I mean, personally, I would, I would, okay, you know what? I'll take that back. I can't say that I would enjoy it. I would be interested. How about that? Right? Yeah. Like I'd be interested in working to see something like that. Yeah. Or well, that, well, I'll get back to this or I'll put a little tab in that. <laughs> Anywho, so. She did the, the little hand thing like she's putting a little tab in there. Yeah, because I am. <laughs> mental, mental note. Um, so anyways, um, so the saddest spirit here is the one that I grew up knowing. Um, I can't remember the name of the book. It was like uh, South Texas Spirits and Ghosts of Old San Antonio, I think. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was oh. like by somebody named Dorothy or something. I want to say I actually have this book. You probably do. It's like a classic at this point. I was about yeah. to say, it's like a rite of passage for any weird <laughs> yeah, that, that was. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was my introduction. I want to even say Caleb uh, checked it out from the library. He probably did. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's where, where I checked it out until I eventually got it at a book fair. Um, but anyways. Um, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our mom used to take us to the library all the time. <laughs> Because it was free. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, ask me about Greek goddesses and gods. I know a lot from elementary. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so back to this. Uh, so this saddest spirit here is the one that I grew up knowing about. And this is the little girl at the well. So a young girl is said to have fallen into the well one day by accident and died. People now claim to see a dark-haired little girl sitting on the edge of the well, crying. No. Yeah, she's crying out. Um, <clears throat> or sometimes cries and gurgling can be heard from the inside of the well. Oh, shit. Yeah, which, can you imagine just hearing that in the middle of the night? Just like, what the fuck? Like, no. I'm going there. Yeah, <laughs> just walking by at night. Um, so a different story of the little girl, which is even sadder is that a group of robbers snuck into the Presidio while the family was out on a trip. And so they came upon this little girl. She was probably a servant. And uh, they chose to end her life because, you know, she could identify them. Right, right. And so they tied up her wrists and her ankles and they dropped her into the 37-foot deep well where she drowned in the dark. Um. And the only reason they know about this story is that one of the robbers confessed to the murder out of remorse. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that that's why I'm like, that's the saddest story there, I think. Um, and then the last one, which is just like a literally just a tidbit. Mm -hmm. Another ghostly apparition is of the Lady in Grey. Uh, she's a Lady in Grey. Uh, she's seen at night. Um, when she was there, she died mysteriously at the Presidio. 
and she is set to sometimes be seen peeking out of the windows of the Ooh, palace at passerbys. Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. But Sorry, guys, if you hear our ghetto dogs barking, <laughs> we are in, in the south side. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of the Spanish governor's palace. And it is still open. Or, well, I don't know about COVID. But um, it is a place that is is usually where like kids in San Antonio are taken to at least once uh, during field trips. It's fucking Alamo. It's, it's that place and the Alamo, yeah, yeah, and then Hemisphere Park. Yeah. They're all like, all right, get all your energy out, kids. <laughs> oh, man. I just got a strange craving for those fucking paper bag lunches. Oh, God. I will never crave those. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I got a, I got a strange craving for one of those paper Lovely bag lunches. Were you all guys, ladies. like, at least cold? Ours were, like, fucking room temperature or less. I want to say, say I remember mine being cold, at least. But it could be just hope wishful thinking <laughs> yeah because i was like i remember every time we'd have a field trip in laredo i'd be like i'm gonna get a warm ass and sure enough i was like a warm ass sandwich <laughs> that indestructible cheese oh yeah oh that that's the good stuff you know that's the good stuff you're gonna I be mean, tasting I, for like I, I, hours no I, I mean there's a piece of that cheese still in my intestines somewhere <laughs> right now <laughs> all right well that was my story <clears throat> all right oh mental mental note i think what was i going back on i just remember there was a mental note yeah, i know there was a tab there was a tab there was an asterisk that windows noise came on yeah. <laughs> error let me open my <laughs> because i can't remember because we're professionals guys well we're because professional. it was like a fleeting thought and i can't remember what it was my point in stating that she did the little thing was like she didn't write it down but she pretended like she was <laughs> maybe it'll come back later <laughs> okay. next podcast she's off all right guys guys i remembered <laughs> all right all right so it's my turn are you ready to get Spooked and pooped. I'm fucking ready for spooked and pooped. Jesse All has right. the what are those salsa getty? Salsa getty. Those are mango getty. That's Ma- what yeah. they. Oh. I I noticed that they're. I, I don't mean to talk shit, Lucas, because you could sponsor us eventually. But these tiny packets, Aren't they're enough. getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Where's the lead? Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Yeah, margarita's <laughs> kicking in, guys. Don't mind the aggressive. Where's the poison? But. She does have a point. As a consumer, yeah, Perselius used to say, "It's it's not the the poison that kills you; it's the dosage." Oh, uh, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. a little bit I of like lead it. helps, guys. <laughs> a little bit. That's the difference. Good, but bad, or drug, oh, good or bad drug. It's the dose. You remember uh, our coaches that used to sell the Lucas? Yeah. And they yeah. Would, they Wait, would, your coaches would peddle <laughs> Lucas too. Yeah, they would sell us Lucas and Garbage Pail Kids cards. Oh and, yeah, oh, I had fuck. plenty of Garbage yeah, Pail Kids. But Damn. They, this... But they would tell us like, "You're not supposed to eat this. Like, then stop selling it." To us. <laughs> you know what? I that explains a lot about the city that explains a lot about the city being an 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 adopted san antonian not being from here the fact that you guys told me that that your gym teacher used to pedal mexican elementary teachers to pedal and essentially they knew it was scalp stuff to you like because i'm assuming they bought it at retail and they were like 
bumping it up a quarter for you guys or something like that. I genuinely don't remember. Yeah, I well, don't I'm remember pretty either. sure that at, the, at that point you're like, I don't have a concept of how much <laughs> this costs. But okay, before you start, one more one more thing. Okay. Does okay. anybody remember like it was like the red Lucas and the yellow packaging, and you would just drop couple of waters in there so that like it, it would turn into like a little a droplet paste. yeah yeah that was when it was the best well but at, not with the white one well, that was god damn <laughs> well, at that point i think it was at its most poisonous <laughs> i think it was like the lead and the gunpowder that's why stuff was that's in there. why i have a podcast about <laughs> <laughs> again it's it's not the poison it's the dosage there was just enough to get you that yeah you know, boy i'm 33 craving it like yeah. what 25 years later <laughs> that's what i'm telling you again it, hit, really, you, it hit you from 25 years yeah, ago it's 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 not the poison it's the dosage <laughs> they know? hooked you that's what yeah. they did it's like any good drug dealer they give you the first one for free Anyways. they just gave you enough lead to give you that secret <laughs> ingredient where you're like what is that delicious mm, that fiery taste of almost lead and gunpowder it's lead and gunpowder <laughs> <laughs> anyways all right so are we ready for mine i'm ready all right, so we need to take uh like 13, 15, 17 hour trip. I don't know, I'm lying here. <laughs> Just making it up uh to Japan. Oh. I think that's like way more than that. <laughs> I'm about to say, I think it's a little bit more. <laughs> it's like a whole 24 hours. <laughs> Sorry, anyways. Because uh yeah, well, aside from that, thanks for ruining the atmosphere. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fucking margarita. Anyways, so yeah, we're gonna go to Japan so that I can talk to you about Hachisaku-sama. And I practiced that, and I can't believe I got it out in one shot in the first try. Hachisaku-sama? That's Lone Star kicking in. (laughs) Yes. And uh, (laughs) that's your, sorry, not to interrupt you, but that's your natural, like, if there was a Japanese girl in the bar and you had to, like, (laughs) I needed to impress her. (laughs) That's like your body kicking in, (laughs) those old reflexes. God, I was going to hear this and kill me one day. <laughs> Say it to me. <laughs> With passion. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be talking about Hachishaku-sama. And she is... Oh, well, that I want to say that that is translated to eight-foot-tall woman. Oh, shit. Right? And she's often depicted as an eight-foot-tall woman who is dressed in a white dress... And has a white sunbonnet, overlarged, and a very malicious grin and mouth. Mm. Oh, like the lady from Resident Evil. Uh, yes, kind of. And I and I've heard that that was inspired by Hachi Sakusama. Oh, really? Yes, uh, Lady Dimitrescu. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, have you played the game yet? No, I just uh remember all the memes coming out <laughs> is that the, the big goth lady yeah. yes oh, oh my okay. god yeah all right you guys are big so goth weird. lady anyways she can sit on my face i don't care <laughs> it could be no more honorable way to go out. i love how you were like i was gonna listen to this jesse for that thing and you're like yeah she can sit on my face no parking ticket let the meter run girl 
God damn. Love you, baby. <laughs> All right, where's my clock? <laughs> Let's get back on topic. Yeah, for sure. She's like writing down, All right, I'm going to sit on your face, motherfucker. <laughs> Okay, so back to Hachisakusama, uh-huh. right? So she is uh, a yokai, which is, I want to say this. I want to make this clear, right? So yokais are also uh, mononokes. They're, they're referred to as different things. And not all of them are uh, described as being malicious or evil. The the Their uh, behavior can, can like run the gamut. They're like right. sprites, right? Essentially sprites. Pretty much. Like yeah, they're, they they're bad, just spirits, entities. Yeah, but unfortunately for Hachisakusama, she is a malevolent spirit or entity that likes to prey upon children. Oh, no. She takes advantage of this because she likes to also, or because kids have a dependency on their elders, and she uses that to her advantage by mimicking and morphing into those loved ones in order to lure them out kind of like an angry mom in your closet pretty much oh no wow i just made that connection spooky but uh yeah so (laughs) why are you looking like that (laughs) do you see the do you see the look she gave me (laughs) yeah i did see the look she gave you (laughs) so uh she does actually have like a range of abilities she like i said she can morph into the image of your loved ones she can mimic their voices she has excuse me ungodly speed she can teleport to different areas and uh i guess this would be considered a power because once you gaze upon her and y'all make eye contact she will continuously and relentlessly pursue you now, that's not to say that you can't escape her, there, but you got to act fast. And in order to do this, there is a like a, a, a whole uh, process in order to get away from her and escape her uh, <laughs> her desire for you. And that doesn't mean also that she will get away like you won't escape her yeah, even in old age. Right? Yes, uh, you will have to leave the origin of where you saw her so if you saw her in japan you have to leave japan and never come back and it doesn't matter how old you get if you come back at 33 40 60 she will continue to pursue you until she gets you right so this was an urban legend that was actually put out in japan and uh i'm sorry for that i didn't get the year that this was put out but it was in, uh, like any uh, urban legend, it was put out in order to scare children to stay near their guardians, mm-hmm. you know, parent, grandparents, whatever. But when children began to start getting missing, going missing, they actually redacted the story and added saying that, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot what they added in order to make it sound like it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Because people were believing that Hachisakusama was actually taking their children. I would believe it too. Like this eight foot tall bitch is taking babies. Oh, did you just call her a bitch? I did. That's a wow. Eight foot bitches taking babies is a natural thing in a strip club somewhere. What? All right. It's not a. It's not judge. Okay. So I would actually like to share with you the uh, story that normally accompanies her. Now, this was an urban legend that that was written specifically for her right okay this i i 
it, it it's confusing to describe, right? Because it it sounds like a creepy pasta, but as far as my understanding, this wasn't a creepy pasta. This was the urban legend that went with her. Okay. All right. So, are you ready to get scared? Yeah. Because this is, <laughs> like I said, with this potluck <laughs> episode, this is one of my absolute like this is in my top ten favorite stories. All right. <clears throat> so, are you ready? First, you're bringing me the fucking candy lady, and then you're bringing me this. All right, let's hear it. All right. So, I want to say that I got this from uh, Scary for Kids, right? This was a website that I actually got this from, and it seems like everybody that encounters this story, this is like the source that they get it from. Mm -hmm. So, let's begin. My grandparents lived in Japan. Every summer, my parents would take me there on holiday to visit them. They lived in a small village, and they had a big backyard. I loved to play there during the summer. We arrived, my grandparents, uh, when we arrived, my grandparents always welcomed me with open arms. I was their only grandchild, so they spoiled me. The last time I saw them was the summer when I was eight years old. As usual, my parents booked a flight to Japan and we drove from the airport to my grandparents' house. They were delighted to see me and had a lot of little presents to give me. My parents wanted to have some time by themselves, so after a few days, they took a trip to another part of Japan, leaving me in the care of my grandmother and grandfather. One day, I was playing out in the backyard. My grandparents were inside the house. It was a hot summer's day, and I lie down on the grass to rest. I stared up at the clouds and enjoyed the feeling of the soft rays of the sun and the gentle breeze. Just as I was a as I was about to get up, I heard a strange sound. Pull, 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 pull. I don't know what I, it was. It was hard to figure out where it was coming from. It sounded almost like somebody was making the noise themselves. As if they were just saying pull, pull, pull over and over again in a deep masculine voice. I was looking around, searching for the source of the noise, when I suddenly noticed something on the top of the tall hedges that enclosed the backyard. It was a straw hat. It hasn't. It wasn't resting on the edge. hedges? It was behind it. That's where the sound was coming from. Pull, 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 pull. Then the hat began to move, as if someone was wearing it. The hat stopped at the small gap of the hedges, and I could see a face peering through it. It was a woman, but the hedges were high, almost eight feet tall. I was surprised at how tall the woman was. I wondered if she was wearing stilts or some sort of high, huge high-heeled shoes. Then a split second later, she walked off and the strange noise disappeared with her, fading into the distance. Bewildered, I got up and wandered back into the house. My grandparents were in the kitchen drinking tea. I sat down at the table and after a while, I told my grandparents what I had seen. They weren't really paying attention to me until I mentioned the distinctive sound. Pull. 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 As it's lower. Oh, okay. As soon as I said that, both of them suddenly froze. Grandma's eyes grew wide and she covered her mouth with her hands. Grandpa's face became very serious and he grabbed me by the arm. This isn't very important, he said in an intense voice. You must tell me exactly how tall she was. As tall as the garden hedge, I replied, beginning to get scared. My grandfather bombarded me with questions. Where was she standing? When did this happen? What did you do? Did you, she see you? I tried to answer all his questions as best as I could. 
He suddenly rushed out to the hallway and made a phone call. I couldn't hear what he was saying. I looked over at my grandma and she was trembling. Grandpa came barging back into the room and spoke to my grandmother. I've got to go out for a while, he said. You stay here with your child. Don't take your eyes off him for a second. What's going on, Grandpa? I cried. He looked at me with a sad expression in his eyes and said, You've been liked by Hachisakusama. With that, he hurried out, got into his truck, and drove off. I turned to my grandmother and cautiously asked, Who's Hachisakusama? Don't worry, she replied in a shaking voice. Grandpa will do something. There's no need to, for you to worry. As we sat nervously in the kitchen waiting for my grandfather to come back, she explained what was happening. She told me there was a dangerous thing that was haunting the area. They called it Hachisakusama because of its height. In Japanese, Hachisakusama means eight feet tall. It takes on the appearance of an extremely tall woman and it makes a sound like po, po, po in a deep male voice. It appears slightly different, differently depending on who sees it. Some say it looks like a haggard old woman in a kimono, and others say it's a, it is a girl in a white funeral shroud. One thing that never changes is its height and the sound it makes. A long time ago, it was captured by monks, and they managed to confine it in a ruined building on the outskirts of the village. They trapped it using four small religious statues called Jizos that they placed at the north, south, east, and west of the ruins, and it wasn't supposed to be able to move from there. Somehow it managed to escape, though. The last time it appeared was 15 years ago. My grandmother said that anyone who saw eight foot, eight feet tall was destined to die within a few days. Jesus. It all sounded so crazy. I wasn't sure what to believe. When Grandpa came back, there was an old woman with him. She introduced herself as Kesan and handed me a small crumpled piece of parchment saying, Here, take this and hold it. Then she and Grandpa went upstairs to do something. I was left alone in the kitchen with grandmother again. I needed to go to the toilet. Granny followed me to the bathroom and wouldn't let me shut the door. I was beginning to get really frightened by all of this. After a while, Grandpa and Kaysan took me upstairs and brought me into my bedroom. The windows were covered in newspapers and lots of ancient ruins had been written on them. There were small bowls of salt in all four corners of the room and a small Buddha figure placed at the center of the room on top of a wooden box. There was also a bright blue bucket. What's the bucket for? I asked. That's for you to pee and poo, Grandpa replied. Kaysan sat me down on the bed and said, Soon the sun will be setting, so listen carefully. You must stay in this room until tomorrow morning. You must not come out under any circumstances until 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Your grandmother and your grandfather will not speak to you or call you until then. Remember, do not leave the room for any reason until then. I will let you, your parents know what is going on. She spoke in such a grave tone that all I could do was quietly nod my head. You have to follow Kaysan's instructions to the letter, Grandpa told me, and never let go of the parchment she gave you. And if anything happens, pray to Buddha and make sure you lock this door when we leave. They walked out into the hallway, and after saying goodbye to them, I closed the bedroom door and locked it. I turned on the TV and tried to watch. But I was so nervous. I felt my stomach, sick to my stomach. Grandma had left some snacks and rice balls for me, but I couldn't eat them. I felt like I was in a prison, and I was very, very depressed and scared. I lay down on the bed and waited. Before I knew it, I was asleep. When I woke up, it was just after 1 a.m. All of a sudden, 
I realized that something was tapping on the window. Tap, 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 tap. I felt the blood draining from my face, and my heart skipped a beat. I desperately tried to calm myself down, telling myself it was just the wind playing tricks on or maybe the branches of a tree. I turned up the volume of the TV to drown out the tapping noise. Eventually, it stopped altogether. That was when I heard Grandpa calling me. Are you okay in there? He asked. If you're scared, you don't have to stay in there all alone. I can come in and keep you company. I smiled and rushed over to the door to open the door, but then I stopped in my tracks. I had goosebumps all over my body. It sounded like Grandpa's voice, but somehow it was different. I couldn't tell what it was, but it just I just knew. What are you doing? Grandpa asked. You can open the door now. I glanced to my left, and a chill went down my spine. The salt in the bowl was slowly turning black. I backed away from the door. My whole body was trembling with fear. I fell to my knees in front of the Buddha statue and clutched the piece of parchment tightly in my hand. I started desperately praying for him. Please save me from Hachisaku-sama, I willed. Then I heard the voice outside the door say, Pull, pull, pull. The tapping on the window started up again. I was overcome by fear and I crouched there in front of the statue, half crying and half praying for the rest of the night. I felt like it would never end, but eventually it was morning. The salt in all four bowls was pitch black. I checked my watch. It was 7.30 a.m. I cautiously opened the door. Grandma and Kaysan were standing outside waiting for me. When she saw my face, Grandma burst into tears. I'm so glad you're still alive, she said. Wow, that's... <laughs> I know, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. I went downstairs and was surprised to see my father and mother sitting in the kitchen. Grandpa came in, in and said, hurry up, we've got to get going. We went to the front door and there was a large black van waiting in the driveway. Several men from the village were standing around it, pointing at me and whispering, boy. The van was a nine-seater and they put me in the middle, surrounded by eight men. Kaysan was in the driver's seat. The man on the left looked down at me and said, you've got yourself in a quite, quite a spot of trouble. I know you're probably worried. Just keep your head down and your eyes shut. We can't see it, but you can. Don't open your eyes until we've gotten you safely out of here. Grandpa, Grandpa drove in front of my dad's car. Wait, Grandpa drove in front and my dad's car was following behind. When everyone was ready, our little convoy started moving. We were going fairly slow, around 20 kilometers, or maybe less. After a while, Kaysan said, this is where it gets hard, and started muttering a prayer under her breath. That was when I heard the voice. Pull, pull, pull. I clutched the parchment Kaysan had given me tightly in my hand. I kept my head down, but I peeked outside. I saw a white dress fluttering in the breeze. It was moving along with the van. It was Hachi Sakusama. She was outside the window but she was keeping pace with us. Then suddenly, she bent down and peered into the van. Oh, no. Sorry. No! I gasped. The man beside me shouted, Close your eyes! I immediately shut my eyes as hard as I could and tighted, tightened my grip on the piece of parchment. Then the tapping began. Tap, 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 tap. The voice became louder. Pull, pull, pull. There was tapping on the window all around us. All of the men in the van were startled and on edge, muttering nervously to themselves. They couldn't see eight foot tall and they couldn't hear her voice, but they could hear her tapping on the windows. Kaysan started praying louder and louder until she was almost shouting. 
The tension inside the van was unbearable. After a while, the tapping stopped and the voice disappeared. Kason looked back at us and said, I think we're safe now. All of the men around me breathed a sigh of relief. The van pulled over to the side of the road and the men got out. They transferred me into my dad's car. My mother held me close and tears were running down her cheeks. Grandpa and my father bowed to the men and they went on their way. Kason came to the window and said to me, show her the piece of parchment she had given me. When I opened my hand, I saw that it had gone completely black. I think you'll be okay now, she said, but just be sure, hold it onto this, hold on to this for a while. She handed me a new piece of parchment. After that, we drove straight to the airport and Grandpa saw us safely on the plane. When we took off, my parents breathed a sigh of relief. My father told me he had heard about eight feet tall before, years ago. His friend had been liked by her. The boy disappeared and was never seen again. My father said there were other people who had been liked by her and lived to tell about it. They all had to leave Japan and settle down in foreign countries. They were never able to go back to their homeland. She always chooses children as her victims. They say it's because children are dependent on their parents and family members. This makes them easier to deceive when she possesses as their relatives. He said the men in the van were all blood relatives of mine, and that's why they had been sitting all around me, and why my father and grandpa had been driving in front and in back. It was all done to try to confuse Hachi Sakusama. It took a while to contact everyone and get them all together, so that was why I had to be confined in a room all night. He told me that one of the little Jizo statues, that one, uh, the ones that were meant to keep her trapped, had broken and that was how she escaped. It gave me chills. I was glad when we finally got back home. All of this happened more than 10 years ago. I haven't seen my grandparents since then. I haven't been able to see so much as set foot in the country afterwards. I would call them every few weeks and talk to them on the phone. Over the years, I tried to convince myself that it was just an urban legend, that everything that happened was just some elaborate prank, but sometimes I'm not sure. My grandfather died two years ago when he was sick. He wouldn't allow me to visit him and he left strict instructions in his will that I wasn't to attend his funeral. It was all very sad. My grandmother called a few days ago and she said that she had been diagnosed with cancer. She missed me terribly and wanted to see me one last time before she died. Are you sure, grandmother? I asked. Is it safe? It's been 10 years, she said. All that happened a long time ago. It's all forgotten. You're all grown up now. I'm sure there won't be any problem. But, but what about Hachisakusama, I said. For a moment, there was silence on the other end of the phone. Then I heard the deep masculine voice say, Paul, Paul, Paul. The end. Jesus. I love that story. And she learned to use technology. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did you think of it? Like I said, that is one of my top 10 stories. I love that story. It is so good. That sounds super creepy. Like, not about it, first of all, because it has to do with kids. But, like, what? No, my mom, Jen. <laughs> but, honest yeah. opinion. Honest opinion. No, it, it's a good one. And I don't know. It just has a, like, I, I could see this, like, as a movie or something. And then, Ooh. like them like trying to facetime and then her peeking through like oh a window man that is that is that so gave me chills she wouldn't have thinking to about that it would be a crouch down like because yeah, you would exactly. see like 
all you would oh, see was the yeah. tongue. Oh man, that gave me even more chills. Then you'd see the giant hand, and then you would just slowly, see the giant yeah. Hand. Oh my god, that is so fucking awesome. But yeah, that is awesome. That, that's a pretty creepy story, and I'm not about it. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that one. Yeah, that the, is such yeah, a good one. Totally dispose the myth of uh, things are bigger in Texas. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, that's one that I've been wanting to share with y'all for a long time. I really, really enjoy that one. Uh, not only because, you know, of its connection with urban legend in Japan and stuff, but that that story also accompanies it. Yeah. So. And, and I think that was supposed to be the one that I think I did the elevator game on that that episode. Oh, yeah, you, that's right. That's yeah, right. You were, you were supposed to share it on that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been keeping this in your packet. <laughs> for a potluck episode <laughs> for a potluck <laughs> alright All right, so uh, do you got anything else um no nothing that I can think of other than for people to send in their stories to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com and I just learned that Eric knows how to set up like phone calls so if you're just more comfortable with a, <laughs> a phone call and us recording that way let's do it that way too like we're we're ready. Let's yeah, and if this. you still want to remain anonymous with your phone call, you, that's still a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still reading rumps and stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> been reading rumps. <laughs> Holiday special. Reading rumbo. Two oh rumps. My God. We for the can price of one. You bring your rump over here. Your friend's rump. <laughs> she gets it read for free. She automatically. Yeah, she, <laughs> uh, really. What. Where is this? Where, where where do you read rumps? What do you mean? Huh? <laughs> I, it's. I'm just gonna smack you. <laughs> Always gonna trying get... to stifle my entrepreneurialness. <laughs> we're gonna get a storefront soon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we're ready for brick and mortar yet. <laughs> we gotta go to the people. Ah, right, right, right. <laughs> just gotta set up with the. What is it like the little boy from uh oh god the oh god Sweeney Todd you know the one that like is always yelling and singing oh. like his <laughs> little rhymes but yeah. just for rumpology Wow we got to get a caller or what what were they called oh my god at rumps rump rating misshapen rumps get half off <laughs> We don't discriminate here we don't discriminate Anywho's. It's right. about a service. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's what it is, Pop. Giving it to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, well, I think that's going to wrap up this uh, potluck. Thanks for coming, guys. Bring your own episodes or bring your own stories for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Shall bring your own shit. <laughs> bring your own shit, guys. <laughs> yeah, and right. we'll, we'll definitely let you know when uh, that episode with the Paranormal Putas comes out so that oh, y'all can yeah. give that a listen and stuff. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I just want to say, I know it's going to sound cheesy, but truly as L- Latinos and Chicanos, like you will get an insight on how our culture is, because that really kind of embodied what what how we are. You know, we like to sit around, laugh, drink and tell stories mm-hmm. like it, it really was a good, great episode. I loved it. I mean, a percentage of it, because. We don't sit around and uh, swoon over Baggins, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that never happens. 
There ain't no baggins <laughs> around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening and hope you have a great week. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>